0: Hello and welcome to Screen Streets. My name is Cameron and I'm here with my buddy Joel today.
1: Hello. Hello hey Joel.
0: How are you doing today, Joel? I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How, how have you been lately? I'm still having that sleep
1: issue, man. Like I am not sleeping well but I'm hanging in there.
0: Yeah, I work graveyards, so, you know, sleep is, like, a weird thing to me. Yeah. It's, like, a weird foreign thing. I don't know, man.
1: Like, I try to go to sleep, like, early and the next thing I know, I'm falling asleep. It's, like, ten in the morning.
0: Yeah, that's not a time to fall asleep.
1: Yeah. I'm not into it. So, hopefully that passes soon. But, uh, They don't want to hear about my troubles. They want to hear about movies.
0: Yeah. So, uh, well, I'll I'll tell you how I'm doing because they want to hear about my troubles, I assume. My back hurts, Joel.
1: We're getting older, man.
0: Getting older sucks.
1: Things Things aren't working the way they used to.
0: My back hurts. You can't sleep. I was telling you earlier that every time I drink or eat an excessive amount of sugar, I just start passing out and dying it's terrible
1: <laughs> well uh this is uh old man old man fucking what's his name father time is coming to get us
0: yeah we're not we're not we're not young men anymore and it kind of stinks it's all right so, yeah. all right well now that we've started off on the down note let's get to uh let's get to movie stuff huh
1: all right what are you been watching right. lately that's not screen streets
0: that's not screen streets related. Yeah. Um, well, well, let's see. I've been watching the Lord of the Rings extended editions, so that uh, that's that's an you know takes that, time. That one's all you, brother. It's a commitment. I think the uh, first one is like nearly four hours long, just the first movie. So, yeah, man, it's good stuff, bro. There's rings. There's lords there's lords of those rings. Yeah,
1: I, I figured as much. I yeah. watched uh I watched Get Shorty again. I I really like that movie. It's a Get fun shorty. little crime movie with John Travolta, Dennis Farina, Gene Hackman, James Gandolfini, Delroy Lindo. It's a good flick. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. it?
0: Yeah. It's been so long since I've seen it. So I don't. A, like
1: uh, they made much. a series, a Get Shorty series that's actually fucking fantastic.
0: Well, I remember they did the the sequel. What is it? Be Cool. Yeah. Which was that not wasn't very good. I didn't like that one. I think it Maybe I get the two, you know, like mixed up in my mind. So then I just don't feel like revisiting.
1: Hey, give Get Shorty another shot. It's a good movie. But, uh, as I was saying, there's a there's a series that they created, like a Get Shorty series that's amazing, man. It Who's started, in that? Like Chris O'Dowd is in the uh, John Travolta role.
0: Oh, he's likable.
1: And Ray Romano takes over for Gene Hackman.
0: I always like Ray Romano yeah, and it's things. A
1: good, it's a good show, man. Like You get engrossed in that shit easily.
0: Yeah, I like Ray Romano. That's how he sounds. I'm That's Ray awesome. Romano.
1: Leave the impressions to me, bud.
0: You'll do Ray Romano then.
1: I don't have one of him.
0: Then don't tell me to leave impressions to you if you don't have them. Hey, why don't you not say that? No, yeah. I'm Ray Romano. Everybody all loves through. me. All right. On to... Uh... Hey, all right. On to Word on the Street. Da-dun. Pink. All right. Word on the street is that Harrison Ford injures his shoulder during a rehearsal, a fight scene rehearsal on Indiana Jones 5. So now production is kind of halted for his shooting, and they have to kind of shoot around him. This man is old, Joel. He's almost (laughs) 80, man. 78, and uh, they need to stop making him do these things. Uh, no, No one's making him do shit. Well, he needs to stop doing them himself then. Yes. There you go. He, uh, I, When he was making Force Awakens a few years ago, he hurt his leg. And it's like, bro, you step onto these sets and you just start breaking things. Stop trying to move.
1: It's, yeah, maybe he's one of those, like you should go back to like the regarding Henry type roles for the rest of his career.
0: I don't, we don't, yeah, we don't need him in these action things. If he's going to be in an Indiana Jones I don't think I want to see an old man swinging around. It just won't work for me. Not it'll really. be more de- it'll be more depressing than anything.
1: I mean, the last one wasn't
0: that great. No, the last one wasn't that great, and he was like what, like sixty something in that. So he's not like, going to be better.
1: Like that movie came out like this decade.
0: No, it came out in two thousand eight.
1: Two thousand eight. Okay, so he was yeah. like, yeah, mid sixties.
0: I remember vividly that summer was such a disappointment, 2008. Well, I guess there was The Dark Knight, which, you know. But other than that, there was like, there was aliens in the Indiana Jones movies, and there was no aliens in the X-Files movie that came out that summer. I was like, what's going on here? Aliens? Well, yeah, aliens. Did you not see it?
1: I saw like the nineteen fucking eighty version
0: did you not you didn't see the 2008 indiana jones kingdom of the crystal skull
1: are you talking about aliens the movie
0: no i'm talking about aliens within the movie gotcha
1: gotcha Gotcha.
0: there's aliens that show up in the movie no not like the officially branded aliens
1: yeah i was like well you said that was a good summer for movies and then you said there was aliens and i'm like really
0: no, you're not paying attention to me, Joel. I said it was a bad summer for movies, oh, other than yeah. Sorry. And I guess um. Iron Man. You know what? Maybe I'm just full of shit and I just say things. But I remember being <laughs> sorely disappointed with Indiana Jones.
1: That yeah, Indiana Jones just tainted your whole summer.
0: Kind of. Well, and X Files
1: cloud over everything.
0: You know me; I'm an X Files guy, and that X Files movie they made in
1: 2008 was a blech, was a bl <laughs> I have not seen it.
0: All right, so yeah, so so Harrison Ford is an old man who breaks himself. That's uh, that's one thing. And then a uh, word on the street: Steven Spielberg, his company Amblin, they sign a multi-film deal with Netflix, which uh, seems like kind of an unremarkable story since everybody signs deals with netflix if but a few years ago steven spielberg was really down on the streaming services and streaming service movies saying they're not real movies they're not cinema things like that
1: he was saying they shouldn't be eligible for academy awards or something
0: yeah things of that nature and basically yeah that they're not cinema that you can't sit at home and enjoy movies like you're supposed to that's things like that ridiculous, well it's that old school mentality, brother
1: I mean there's some fucking great ass movies that have dropped on Netflix,
0: yeah, yeah, maybe uh maybe these directors would take it more seriously if they were like widely released in theaters as well, because for them, the theater experience. Is what it's all about.
1: Oh yeah, that's uh, what's his name. Nolan's big thing. Yeah. Speaking Like speak, if, you can't, if you can't beat him, join him. I guess.
0: Yeah, that's what happens. Nobody beats Netflix. Netflix is a powerhouse now,
1: pretty much.
0: But yeah, I have to. I have to push back on that, uh, that idea that theaters are the ultimate experience because I went and saw a movie we'll probably talk about next week in the theaters, and <laughs> it was a terrible experience. The movie stopped three times before overheating completely, apparently. And about 50 minutes in, we had to switch to a different theater. <laughs> Never had that happen before. It was a mess and uh so yeah sometimes the movie theater maybe maybe not the best experience plus you got annoying people sometimes
1: yeah like i've had rough experiences in theaters every time i watch a movie at home it's just i'm watching a movie at home
0: yeah you can pause it you can go potty if you I, want
1: I, I definitely didn't spend like fucking 20 something dollars at the theater
0: Yeah, well, you know, it was. I haven't been to the theater in like well over a year, so it was kind of a it was kind of a cool thing. And I got popcorn and yeah, exactly. Whole experience.
1: That's really where where the theater comes in handy is that theater popcorn. There's nothing really like it.
0: That theater popcorn at its ten thousand percent markup price.
1: It's real good though.
0: It is real good. I don't know. Like
1: I've never had any popcorn like I do when I go to the theater. It's just like magnificent somehow.
0: And they sprinkle something on there, crack cocaine. So yeah, Steven Spielberg, bit of a hypocrite, but I think everyone falls to Netflix over time. It's just it's 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 uh, like Thanos. It's inevitable.
1: It's yeah. Snap the fingers and I'll just erase the movie theaters.
0: All right, And word on the street speaking of theaters Fast and Furious 9 opened this week in theaters and on an interview on the Kelly Clarkson show, Vin Diesel says he would love to do a Fast and the Furious musical. What? Yeah, and you I know you have th- a
1: new story I have not heard.
0: This sounds like something that may sound tongue-in-cheek, but anybody that has seen anything with Vin Diesel, no, realizes he's not he's that serious
1: guy. serious as a heart attack.
0: He's a very serious man. He says he's been dying to show off his singing and dancing talents for a long time.
1: This has got to be a joke.
0: It's not a joke. It's you can what watch the, the- Kelly an interview.
1: What in the fuck? Apparently he off his noodle, man.
0: He was close to doing a Guys and Dolls adaptation with Steven Spielberg a few years back that fell through.
1: I don't want to see this, dude. <laughs> like, you know maybe what? out of morbid curiosity, but like, I, I can't imagine it being awesome.
0: I can't imagine him being a good singer in any way. <laughs> he sounds like he gargles rocks.
1: I think he has like an album or something.
0: Yeah, that doesn't mean he's good. I mean, Bruce no. Willis has an album.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Steven Seagal has an album. Well, Steven Seagal has a few albums. Speaking of that, have these, I ever... Have these I ever, are all
1: humorless beings as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have I ever uh, shared the Steven Seagal song with you? That's one of my favorite songs. No. Where, uh, it's, a, it's a Steven Seagal reggae song where he sings, Me want the punane. And he sings it over and over again. It's really, really good. And in a funny sort of way, you know.
1: I'm uh, going to steer clear of that one. Bro. I don't want to hear Steven Seagal say that to me ever.
0: Well, he wants your punani. And he's going to take it. He's going to take it. it He's not going to take it. He's going to Aikido you to death. I mean, haven't you seen Steven Seagal Lawman? We're way off track here. Vin Diesel. Fast and Furious come on bro i mean you're thinking how can they ramp these movies up anymore i don't know if they can i mean they're already superhero movies i think for a couple movies they've been superhero movies i think the
1: next one from what i heard the next one's supposed to be like a female version okay we're all like the female cast kind of steps up and i'm like i don't know if that's the way because this is a movie very much this is a movie franchise very much about bro dudes for bro dudes.
0: well, it could be about bro ladies for maybe. bro ladies maybe there's bro ladies out there. I've known yeah, a few there bro are. ladies
1: not as many as bro dudes though bro dudes are out in the force
0: yeah there's there's definitely more bro dudes, but um you know a a musical. I say sign me up. I want to see Vin Diesel dancing and uh, I'm sure Tyrese, he does music so he'd be fine. Come on. Ludacris. Ludacris. Yeah, Ludacris.
1: John Cena, he's a rapper.
0: Yeah, John Cena's a rapper. He's in the mix now. It's uh, I support it. So I say Vin, follow your dreams. Alright. Word on the street. The um... The forever purge is set to its release July 2nd. And uh, according to creator James Domanico and producer Jason Blum, it may not and probably will not be the last film in the franchise. So they're going to continue this thing, which I have questions about because I was a fan of the franchise. It started out. If anybody doesn't know the premise of the purge, it's a, I'll, uh, I'll lay it out here real quick. The premise of the purge is one night a year. Everything is legal in the United States. So people just go all out and they can kill people and have no repercussions for it. And so they, that that's just kind of what the purge is based on. It's a one night a year. And then on this last one, the forever purge, it's every day of the year, which <laughs> seems to defeat the premise of the whole thing in my opinion
1: yeah it makes me angry man cause like I really like the first purge movie I thought I, kinda, I like the first premise. two
0: I like the first two and I even have fun with the third one the first I mean there's the first purge which isn't the first purge movie but it's called the first purge it was okay the weakest in the franchise the fourth one or the I don't know how many they're up to at this point whatever but um yeah, man. I don't know how you take it from the Purge every day and where you go from there. Cause I feel like the Purge every day is end game and it's a dumb it's, end game.
1: It's stupid. Like the whole point of the Purge was like, you got the suspense from like these people trying to make it from alarm to alarm, just trying to make it out of it alive. So all they had to do was like just send these things off these people off and like try to hide until like the alarm came on in the morning and it wasn't legal anymore. Now it's just like, I guess we'll just die.
0: You can just murder and kill any day of the year. So
1: stupid. Yeah. I don't like it at all.
0: Forever purge. Yeah. All right. So, and uh, real quick here, I have a couple, a couple trailers, a couple word on the street hype trailers. All right. uh, I don't know if you saw this one. Did you see the new The Suicide Squad trailer? It's called Rain. I did,
1: I did watch it.
0: It's more focused on Idris Elba. Yeah. And uh what, what what I think it looks pretty cool, man. I'm pretty excited for this movie. I think
1: it looks better than the last one for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean,
1: it's it's James Gunn. He just he knows how to make these movies.
0: He knows how to handle absurd characters and That kind of humor.
1: Yeah, he understands like the levity of these superhero movies that are a little a little more like goofy.
0: Yeah. The only thing I thought was a little weird is I feel like they're really they couldn't get Will Smith back so they're really trying to just throw Idris Elba in there as a replacement because he's not the same character but he's got a lot of the same beats. It's like hey, I'm doing this for my daughter and all this kind of stuff.
1: I mean, I bet Will Smith didn't want to do it because the last one was received horribly. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to wash my, my name off this thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate because the last one was was a real shit show. But yeah. James Gunn. Yeah, I'm hopeful. And you got, uh, isn't it Sylvester Stallone doing the voice of King? Yeah, just yeah. Which is pretty hilarious
1: And it's like that. that's who they wanted Like they sought him hard That's great Like like it was like he had a vision for King Shark That was like Sylvester Stallone From the jump And he's like if we don't get Stallone I don't know if I want to make this movie
0: (laughs) That's funny to me Because it's just such a Yeah, Yeah
1: it's a weird choice
0: Well it makes sense A big shark and yeah I guess that voice makes sense What's What's a funnier choice though is a series that we both like is the Harley Quinn show and which is voiced Queen King Shark is voiced by Ron Funches.
1: Who's just a big
0: cuddle bug. He's just a big cuddle bug, and he's so great in that role. He's
1: just <laughs> he's such just a silly, like charming and kind voice. Like not like a villain at all.
0: Yeah, he's great. But I'm looking forward to seeing what Stallone does there. Me too. I'm on
1: board.
0: and I'm on board for the movie it looks funny all the humor looks good and I expect a lot of the people on that squad to die a lot yeah. of the people
1: and yeah, it's called the suicide squad
0: <laughs> yeah alright and then finally here I have um a trailer that you brought to my attention the harder they fall which stars yeah. Regina King Lakeith Stanfield and Idris Elba again Showing up again here, and it looks cool as shit. Yeah, it
1: looks dope. Like, it's like a Western where just like a bunch of like black outlaws just kind of take over this town with just bullets and bloodshed. And like, it looks fucking cool.
0: I agree, man. I mean, Lakeith Stanfield might be the most interesting actor working right now, in my opinion. I don't know what it is with that dude. He just conveys so much.
1: Yeah, like I was telling you, like at, anytime you get two or four members of Atlanta in any movie, and I'm there. Like it has uh, Lakeith Stanfield and Zazie Beetz.
0: Oh yeah, Zazie Beetz is there too.
1: And like, it just that. If you if you everyone listening hasn't watched Atlanta yet. Like, get up your ass. Like, that's an amazing, fucking brilliant show. And it stars, like, Donald Glover, Glover, Brian Tyree Henry, LaKeith Stanfield, and Zazie Beetz. So it's, like, just strong, strong caliber.
0: I've seen an episode. I just I have so many shows to watch. You know what I mean?
1: You should add that one back. Like, you'll get into it
0: yeah did you say who hasn't seen atlanta get off your ass because it sounded like you said get up your ass No, and i was like
1: it, i said get off your ass
0: okay i thought you said get up your ass and i was sitting no. here wondering why you would tell me that no but okay so yeah the harder they fall it looks really cool and uh we'll be keeping eyes out for that um should we take a break now yeah. I'll cut. okay okay that week that brings us to this week's binge or cringe and this week we watched the new iCarly iCarly reboot available yeah. on Paramount Plus yeah. and it's the story of Carly who is an early YouTube type streaming sensation and she starts resuming her popular web series years later with her brother Spencer and her friend Freddie, and uh, that's kind of just those adventures. It's kind of pretty simple in that regard. Yeah, that's the uh, the original series had Jeanette McCurdy playing Sam, but she's not in this version. For any iCarly fans out there, and uh, Joel, how did you feel about iCarly? Man,
1: you know what? What's I didn't up? hate it at all.
0: I didn't hate it either, no, not at all. Like
1: I was expecting to like just be like, "Oh, uh, this fucking kitty bullshit. And I fucking enjoyed myself. Like I, just I... laughed out loud at once.
0: Wow, well, yeah.
1: Like the you scene know scene where they're at dinner and like the mouthfeel guy is just being obnoxious and like Swishing all his food around, and she's like, bro, like, that guy cracked me up.
0: Eating disgusting things and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: like, oh, I need to swish this around. I'm a mouthfeel man. And she's like, I'll see you later.
0: Yeah. The first episode is like uh, her. She thinks that her boyfriend's going to propose, but he ends up dumping her. So that kind of sends her on a little bit of a spiral. And that's how she restarts her web series i think personally i'm just just a little too old or maybe a little, know, more than just a little i guess because i'm an oh, old man now for, sure, for, sure. for the original which was uh created by dan schneider famed oh, say
1: for this one too i'm a little too old
0: <laughs> yeah well we're too old but i didn't like i said i didn't hate it and yeah. i have I have kids to watch things around, and I gotta say, as far as shows go, this is one of the more tolerable things I'm able to watch. I think it's yeah. the same reason I didn't hate that Kevin James NASCAR show that you seem to, just because it's like it's not, it's not I didn't a
1: hate it. It just I have cartoon. high expectations of Kevin James sitcoms.
0: So you came into this with low expectations, and that's why.
1: Yeah, maybe. Like it's fine. Like I kept yeah. thinking like it was just gonna be some Nickelodeon Twee bullshit. Yeah. And like it kind of was. Like, don't get me wrong, Ooh. but like I didn't hate it. Like I was laughing and following the plot and like paying attention.
0: They do some uh they do some little tongue in cheek, like wink at the camera type things. I don't think nearly as many as the saved by the bell reboot which is a lot more tongue-in-cheek, but it's kind of fun in that way.
1: Yeah, I'll give you a couple things this week that you're able to watch around your kids.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I try to do that from time to time. Because I know you have limited time to watch movies.
0: And like I said, the the original was created by Dan Schneider. He's not involved in this now, because Dan Schneider had a bit of a a fall from grace after... After it was revealed, he's probably a famous foot fetishist. He's a real big foot fetishist. If y'all ever ever out there are wondering why so many Nickelodeon shows and the logo had stuff to do with feet, that's because Dan Schneider's a pervert and I hope that doesn't ruin your <laughs> hope that doesn't ruin your childhood or anything. <laughs> and yeah, doing that with underage girls and it's rumored that Way Dan to Schneider-
1: go, Cameron. Ignorance is bliss.
0: And I'm ruining it for people. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else knows the story of Amanda Bynes and her fall from grace, but it's rumored that that has a lot to do with Dan Schneider and his mentoring of her.
1: Yeah. It's all gross, man. I don't want to talk about that.
0: I'm, well, my ultimate point is this is as much of a foot fetishist freak as he was. I wonder if the show might've been slightly improved with his involvement because I got to say watching old things of his yeah a, a comedic eye man like he created keenan and Kel, and i can still watch that show like all that my kids love that show and i think the maybe more kid sensibility friendly comedy dan schneider had it even if he was doing weird things man
1: yeah but he's a pervert dude
0: <laughs> he's a pervert dude allegedly we I mean, allegedly you know i'm not but like I said, he at least he at least got his comeuppance with his millions of dollars and
1: yeah, he's stuff. not he's not raking it in anymore.
0: He's I think he raked in enough to be comfortable, brother. Probably. He he. I think he raked in enough to surround himself with feet the rest of his life if he wants right. to. All right. All right. So I Carly, um, <laughs> I like, I like her brother. I think he's kind of funny, Spencer. I, uh, I like yeah.
1: the other one, the tall one.
0: That's that's her brother, Spencer. Okay, okay. Her friend was Freddy, the other guy. The, like the littler the, one? Yes.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, I like Spencer then.
0: Yeah, the one with long hair. Mm.
1: He looks like a Freddy, that's why I thought that.
0: That's a weird thing to say, but all right. When
1: you said Spencer and Freddy, I'm like, okay, the guy I like obviously Freddy. I don't know why, I just assigned them to those names because one looks like a Freddy to me I don't know
0: Miranda Cosgrove as Carly I think she's very charming very charming she's cool I never saw like I said I never saw the original with uh, with uh, Sam Jeanette McCurdy but um, yeah
1: like I never watched one episode of iCarly before last week
0: but Jeanette McCurdy nowadays seems like a like a good looking person, so you know, it'd be cool. If she was there, so I could look well, at yeah, her. She
1: was on that she show with uh, Ariana Grande, like the Sam spin-off. and Cat. Yeah, Sam and Cat, the spin-off of iCarly.
0: I think that one didn't last long.
1: <laughs> not, yeah. not really, because one of them blew up to be the biggest star in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: You don't really stay on Sam and Cat when you're headlining stadiums.
0: <laughs> That's too bad. So yeah, um, what would you give it, Joel? Out of ten.
1: Well, it's a binger cringe.
0: Uh, well, okay, let's binger cringe, brother.
1: Um, I mean. It's a it's a hard one to say because I don't think I'm gonna watch it anymore, but like it's definitely not like a cringe. Yeah, like it's somewhere in the middle there. Like I, I don't know. Uh, I guess binge if you're into that kind of shit. Like it's not it's not a bad watch.
0: Yeah, I'll give it a soft binge as well. It's a uh, surprisingly not as terrible as <laughs> one might think. Absolutely. All right, that was. That was this week's Binger Cringe folks, which brings us to Main Street. All right. So this week from Main Street, let's start off with Luca. 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 Pixar's latest offering. It's available for free with a with a Disney Plus subscription. And it is Jacob Tremblay of Room Fame, stars as Luca. And he's a mer person who dreams of the surface, but he's forbidden to go because his parents. I mean, kind of a little mermaid type situation there. But in one day, he's dragged abruptly up to the surface by Alberto, who's a fellow mer boy who becomes his best friend. On land, they turn into humans and they have all sorts of adventures in Italy. Including participating in a triathlon race and growing closer as friends. Uh, what did you think of this movie, Joel?
1: Um, I liked it. It was it was it was a lower tier Pixar for me, but I I, I liked it. Like, lower liked, tier, like lower mid tier. Okay. Like, it's not, like, upper echelon, like, you have to see this. Like, it's just a fun little movie. It was more, like, sometimes these Pixar movies are designed to, like, tear your heart out and shit. And this is just, like, a fun, uplifting, you know. And, like, the gay community kind of took hold of this one. Yeah. And, and just were, like, we think Luca and Alberto were gay. And I'm, like, it's weird. As I was watching it, I was kind of understanding their point. Like in a, in a, in a fucking, I think Luca and Alberto were explicitly not gay. That's not what I'm saying. No, yeah. I'm saying I could see why they kind of, this movie struck home for them because it's just, it's a movie about two kids who like want to be part of the crowd But, like, the second anyone finds out who they really are, they're going to beat the shit out of them or kill them or whatever. Okay. And I'm like, I think, like, a lot of gay people probably resonated with that message.
0: I could see that. Yeah, they're definitely... Like, I just
1: just wanted to make that note.
0: They're certainly not gay, as the director has come out and said that they're not sexual in any way. They're they're children and he doesn't want his characters being yeah. perceived in this sexual way, but hundred
1: percent, there was no gay, not an iota of gayness between them in the movie. So like, yeah,
0: through your lens of what you're saying, it's, it's fine. And if someone connects to it in any way, I mean, more the better if you yeah. can connect to a movie, but it's funny what you say about the, the echelon of Pixar movies. Cause I had wrote, this is not an upper echelon movie but i think it's upper mid-tier for me because i really really liked this movie man i thought it was see i the thing is is like you think "Eh, whatever but then there's nothing really wrong with this movie there was never a point where i was bored there was never a point where i had a real problem with the story it just moved along at a clip and i was having fun the whole time and you know what at the end it did hit me with an emotional gut punch when he's at the train saying goodbye to his friend that's that's one of the more that's one of the more times i felt in a in a pixar movie lately i can see that I and know, uh,
1: this is going you're going to be like what the fuck joel but, like i almost couldn't concentrate on that final scene because of just something his mom said to him that like was a technicality that like pissed me off for no logical reason Okay. Like she she was sending him off to school. Like he he all he wanted was to go to school with his friend, uh, what's her name?
0: Shoot, I don't remember. Like his little
1: girlfriend that he made. Yeah. Like she was going to school and he was like super jealous of it. He just wanted to go to school. So like his parents allowed him to do that. And his mom said, Make sure you write me every single day. And I'm like, How the fuck's he gonna write you? You live on the bottom of the sea. Ain't no mailmen go down there to the sea people. That was where my mind went immediately.
0: (laughs) Joel?
1: Exactly. You're going to be like, come on, dude.
0: Listen to me. (laughs) You're one of my best friends in the world. I love you, brother. That's one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever heard. You're talking about a movie where (laughs) merpeople become people. I don't think there's going to be a mail delivery service issue. I don't
1: know why, man. I don't know why. That hit me in a... That just, like, hit me in the fucking wrong way, and I was like, you stupid bitch. Like, how is he going to fucking write you ever? How is he going to write you even once?
0: You need to suspend your disbelief a little better, bro. (laughs) A
1: little bit. I did it for... 90 minutes of that movie and then right at the end it's like oh what you ruined it (laughs) no no it was just a scene where i was like i'm gonna bring this up on the podcast see if it flies and it didn't
0: (laughs) it never got off the ground that's and this is a little off topic here but it, it very much reminds me of the first time i saw night at the museum with my wife then girlfriend and we were watching it and near the end, Owen Wilson rides a remote control car. And my wife scoffed and said, how would a cowboy know how to drive a car? I'm like, bitch, out. <laughs> bitch out. These, fucking, these fucking museum things are coming to life and that's your issue.
1: Your, your, your wife is asking the real
0: questions. That's what's up. And then that's exactly what it reminded me of. Like, how are they going to get mail to the ocean? <laughs> they made friends with the mer people. Maybe there's a mer delivery service. I don't know, man. Come
1: on. Yeah, okay. Like, I'd I let it go. Like, that's just, I had to bring it up. But kind of like you said, like, I also, like, I enjoyed it. I was never bored. Like, it was fun. Like, it was fun. Like, I kind of got all that little gut punch at the end, too. But, like, so many of that mid tier Pixar movies I can describe in that fashion. Yeah. This one just didn't I, don't know, I really like the end portion, like the race. Yeah. I like I like that dirtbag guy, like the villain guy. Yeah. Like he was a interesting character and like the way he like exposed Alberto was like, oh shit.
0: Yeah, that was an oh shit moment yeah. when Alberto, and Alberto's like, hey, how about um, does the school take sea people, sea monsters? How about that? And then, and then Luca's like, oh my god, it's a sea monster, just totally betraying him. Yeah, that was a that was a moment, man. For sure, I didn't expect it, and it hit.
1: So, like, yeah, that last. And it was animated really well, just, like, the speed at which they were going and, like, it looked like they were fucking racing. So, like, I don't know. I, en- I enjoyed that. But, like, a lot of it kind of leading up to that was a little bit slow. Not a lot slow, but, like, right. I was just, like, pick it up. When's something going to happen here? It's a Pixar movie. I, no, like, I, I didn't I it. like it. I didn't dislike it by any means. Like, don't take that away from this. Like, I still liked it plenty. Just, I like all Pixar movies. So, like, that's where it lands in the mid tier, but I still liked it.
0: I understand. I get you. I get you. My favorite character was uh, Uncle Ugo, played by Sasha Baron Cohen. That was hilarious when he was on screen. When you. he's like, Yeah, hello bro
1: your favorite character was who
0: uncle ugo his uh his character that played by sasha baron like when uh like
1: was he the big guy with the mustache
0: no that no that was uh the one chick's dad i'm talking about when when luca is going to the surface and his parents are like you're going to go live with your uncle Ugo and Ugo comes in and he's like a, he's like a bottom fish guy living in darkness. And he's like, when you live in darkness, you eat whale carcass, only whale carcass, open mouth, good, yum. (laughs) And that guy, that guy was played by Sasha Baron Cohen. And I don't know why it just cracked me up (laughs) when he was was
1: a good impression. That was a good one.
0: I enjoyed that part of it. So, uh,
1: I liked uh, fucking Jim Gaffigan as his dad.
0: Yeah, Jim Gaffigan was good. And uh, who was his mom? I forget. She was somebody, too. Maya Rudolph. Yeah, yeah.
1: Maya Rudolph's been popping up a lot in these voice acting roles.
0: Good for her. I like Maya Rudolph. She's cool. She's a cool lady. She's cool. So what would you give Luca, Joel? I'd
1: probably give it like a seven.
0: Oh well, uh, I'm. I think I'm quite a bit higher than you. I'm at an eight point five, I'd say. I liked it a lot. I think I liked it more than. I don't know. It's right there with Onward for me. I liked, but I liked Onward a lot more than other people too. I think.
1: What about Soul?
0: Soul, I think I liked a little less than a lot of other people. I probably give Soul like a. I can't remember when I gave it, but probably an eight.
1: I love that movie.
0: It's a good movie. I just, I, uh, it's not fun as fun. And when they try to be fun, it's a little forced for me. And uh, I don't know. This
1: is like a fun movie.
0: It was a fun movie. So,
1: what did kids think of it.
0: They loved it. In fact, we've watched it twice already. So, oh, right you know, on. I think it enters the, the rotation of one of those movies we'll probably watch more than once.
1: Excellent. Which
0: is fun. That's good. So, I, I recommend Luca i I'm recommend glad y'all liked it all right moving on we have paramount plus original movie infinite and uh joel could you do me a big favor no, and explain this Goddamn damn just I explain it.
1: my literal fucking opening argument on this movie was gonna be like don't ask me to explain what happened because i don't understand this movie like I made it about maybe fifteen. You know what my opening argument I made it about fifteen. Wait,
0: you didn't minutes watch the in. movie?
1: I watched them. No, I'm I'm saying you gotta let me finish. I made it like 15 okay. minutes in before I realized that like like 15 minutes was about as long as I was able to follow what they were doing. And then with every okay. five minute increment after that, I was like, What the fuck are they talking about? Like what <laughs> is this? What the fuck is this? I just I heard it was like supposed to be a studio release but like it's a Paramount Plus exclusive that with, with Mark Wahlberg and fucking uh Idris Elba? No. No. The fucking GTA 4. of 4, yeah. And like Jason Mansukis who we both love.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's in my notes.
1: I was just like bro. this movie was a stinker.
0: You know, let me, let me, so infinite, it's, uh, it's about people who are reincarnated. That's kind of the, that's kind of like the main hook. These, the, these, there's these two warring factions and every time they die, they're reincarnated as a new person. And, um, and they're in, they're in some kind of ancient war. And Mark Wahlberg is like, a, he's like one of the past leaders, but he doesn't that's remember it. it.
1: There it is. That's where I got lost. Like yeah. right around there like everything else you're about to say i was like what is this movie go ahead continue
0: oh that was pretty much he's like one of the past leaders and they have to jog his memory and then then they have to fight and he has to fight chiatel eggia who's in the other side and uh this movie is a big sack of bullshit bro <laughs> i know this movie was i can't imagine this being a studio release oh my god if i had paid like theater money to see this i would be furious i don't know
1: man i've paid theater money to see worse
0: i don't know that i have i mean maybe uh maybe but not much worse not much worse
1: i went to see van wilder the rise of taj in theaters that wasn't a very good time.
0: I think uh, maybe Perfect Strangers with Bruce Willis. I saw that in theaters. That was a that good was a, one
1: that
0: was a bad time, but this this would give it a run for its money, bro.
1: I'm not gonna lie though, dude. I did like the action sequences.
0: I'm not gonna lie to you that I didn't give a shit what was happening, so the action <laughs> sequences didn't mean anything to me.
1: It didn't mean anything to me, but I enjoyed the spectacle, I guess. Like I a, didn't. A I car just, chase at the beginning. Like I, I was having fun.
0: I feel like I need to be somewhat invested, even the mini minutely, like at all. And I wasn't invested in any way. And I got a, this was directed by Antoine Fuqua, who did like Training Day. And I don't understand how he yeah. just did characters so badly. And like I
1: mean, that's why I signed it to us. Like it, it had a lot going for it.
0: And. uh Dude, Mark Wahlberg in the wrong hands, which apparently is Antoine Fuqua, is just awful, man. He's a terrible, he's terrible in this movie. He's one of those fucking actors who's like, bro, when you are shitty, you are extra shitty. Why is every every
1: day you see a movie where Mark Wahlberg is flying through the air and stabs a sword through a plane?
0: (laughs) No, and it's not every day I ever wanted to see that movie.
1: (laughs) I don't know, like the the final fight scene between Edu4 and Wahlberg with like where they're fighting on the plane with that giant ass like dangling ball of whatever.
0: Yeah, it was all a bunch of bullshit that was happening, and I hated it. Yeah. I hated everything. And then she would tell 4, he pulls out a gun and he starts shooting, and Mark Wahlberg does the thing where he's deflecting bullets with the sword, and I'm like, "Fuck you, man." Sure this is why he's like neo all of a sudden it's just
1: like like you were having trouble coming up with assignments because not a lot of stuff comes out every week and you're like i don't want to watch that so i'm like i'll be the bad guy i'll be like let's watch fucking infinite because that came out this week
0: you did make me watch
1: sometimes they're not great
0: and this kind of surpassed not great, bro. This was this was this was god awful. Fuck this movie. Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, I'll say he's good. He's always good, but in service of what? It's like, what are you doing? Like, what's his agent? Is his agent Bruce Willis's agent? He's doing this. He's doing that. I one, know, lock- man. he did that lockdown movie, a
1: slave, and got all that like awards recognition. And it's like everything I've seen him in other than 12 Years a Slave, he's been pretty good. Like Amistad, he's good. But like he's in a lot of stuff where he's okay, but the movie is garbage.
0: Yeah. Case in point. Infinite. Yeah. And he's in that lockdown movie and he's in um what is this? Romeo and Juliet, he did a voice in. What the hell are you doing? Chioteology of 4.
1: No, <laughs> Nomeo and Juliet as a modern classic, dude.
0: Or Sherlock Gnomes, one of those, maybe both, who knows.
1: He's and the, uh, uh, he's the fucking go to gnome voice guy. His, his deep, deep voice.
0: <laughs> I think the only thing I liked was seeing Jason Mantzoukas, and that's just because I love that guy so much. And every right. time he pops up with something, I'm like, yay! It's Jason Manzoukas.
1: I, I was excited too, but he he also sucked in this movie.
0: It I don't know that he sucked. I feel like <laughs> it's a ridiculous movie and he just kind of captured that energy. Like, I don't know. He went along with it.
1: I don't know. I, I think I was just pissed he wasn't Jason Manzoukas. Like, he wasn't that <laughs> Jason Manzoukas wild-eyed type.
0: Are you thinking of Jason Manzoukas from like Brooklyn Nine-Nine?
1: or friend or not friends or uh, yeah i don't
0: mean fucking, friends
1: what am i the league
0: yeah rafi yeah. Ever.
1: like i like that jason manzukis
0: yeah but i'm just happy to see him and he's probably the only reason this movie gets as high as it does and you know how high this movie gets for me high? Oh, uh, 1.5 fuck this movie fuck this movie
1: Damn, you went higher than I was gonna go. Really? I gave it like a one.
0: God. That's bad times, bro.
1: The so one was only for like the minimal enjoyment I got out of the action sequences. Which was minimal.
0: Yeah, it was it was uh it was poop, poop, I was poop, and everyone should avoid it. Yeah. Avoid infinite.
1: Cameron gives the stamp of a poop roll.
0: Yeah. All right. Should we take one last break? Yep. All right. Okay. Right, man. To our final film of the evening, and that is Netflix's Fatherhood. And this is a dramedy, and it's Kevin Hart plays Matt, and he's a man whose wife has just died right after giving birth making him a single father and the movie's about his trials and tribulations kind of as a single father, pretty simple, straightforward thing. And uh, what'd you think about it, Joel? I fucking
1: really, really liked it. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Nice. Like I, like it was emotional. Like it was cool to see Kevin Hart drop off some like dramatic acting.
0: Yeah, like, it was it was more draw I'd say I say it's a dramedy. It's a little more drama than comedy, I'd say. Yeah. But but there's funny stuff. I'd say but, I liked it. Maybe not quite as high as you, but I liked it.
1: Like the the scene at the beginning where uh it's so brutal. Like where he's like tending to his wife right after she gave birth and they're like talking about like sweet things and then he goes outside and he comes back in to like help her walk to the to go see the baby and she just collapses and has like a fucking what was it an aneurysm
0: yeah she had like a blood clot that resulted in an aneurysm
1: yeah and like that scene
0: broke
1: me dude like
0: i was crying it was pretty rough and kevin hart played it really well
1: yeah dude like just him outside like coming to the realization and they like wouldn't let him in the room and he's just like motherfucker what
0: yeah like
1: oh it was it was harsh dude like what would you do if that happened to you
0: no i don't even know that this this movie did hit home on a pretty personal level for me in a lot of ways because it's like about that because I was thinking to myself, like if I was in his situation, and I had to raise a kid by myself, I don't know if I could. It's raising a kid is hard, man. Even know, with two man. people. With two people, That's it's awesome.
1: hard. Like you came to my mind when I was watching this movie. That like I I didn't know it would be appropriate, but I wanted to ask you that question.
0: Yeah. Just no, yeah, it's I'm, a Heavy
1: fucking question.
0: Clearly, it was yeah. It was like, it was something to think about while you're watching this. It's like. Man, how would I handle that? And I was like, I don't know how I'd handle that. It would probably break me in many ways. And uh,
1: just like it did him.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Kevin Hart was fantastic. I think this is like one of the best roles, maybe the best role I've seen him play. Yeah, just like sure. acting um There's also there's a great supporting cast, like with uh, his friend Little Rel Howery, who I love. I love that guy.
1: He was such an annoying asshole in this movie.
0: I liked him a lot, though. I liked
1: him too, but he like I could see where Kevin Hart would come up being like, "Get the fuck out of my house right now."
0: Yeah, he's like flirting with his mom and his mother-in-law. Yeah, or he just oh, like
1: oh. he'd be like, "I know what you need. Like, come here. Like, I'm, let me get you what you need." He's like, "Why don't you fuck off, man?" <laughs> like. Just that obnoxious friend who, like, wants to make it better but can't.
0: Yeah, that might be me, so I don't know.
1: That's also, weird, seeing Anthony Kerrigan in, like, was, a non-comedic yeah. role, like, he just kind of played it straight instead of a wacky character. That was weird to see.
0: I don't know. He was still really funny. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's not really non-comedic because every time he's on screen, he's doing something that makes me laugh. He's, He's like, man, this... This casserole's fucking bullshit, man. Kevin Hart's like, that's my casserole. He's like, oh, it's got a it's got a tang to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that part.
0: Or when he awkwardly sets Kevin Hart up with his with his one lady and he's like awkwardly giving his wife like a thumbs up, like, oh, two people meet. Two great people. <laughs> I love it. yeah, you're Anthony
1: come right. to think of it.
0: Anthony Kerrigan who I think his best role is Noho Hank and Barry, HBO's Barry. He's just fucking awesome. I love seeing that guy. It's great seeing him pop up in things. There's also, like, a Paul Reiser shows up as Kevin Hart's boss Dude, in this.
1: I didn't recognize him until about an hour into the movie.
0: He's older, man.
1: I just did not, it didn't register until, like, I just got a good look at his face in one scene. I'm like, is that fucking Paul Reiser? I've been watching this movie for an hour. Yeah, man. Like, I just Paul Riser recognize him. He, like, yeah, he just looked like any old big CEO manager in any movie.
0: Yeah, I thought he was great as his, like, asshole boss. I thought or, so, like, too. Sympathetic, so yeah, overall great supporting cast. And uh yeah, it's like you said, the drama moments they all hit really hard. The daughter is great, the comedy hits pretty hard. There's a few, there's a few moments that made me laugh out loud in this movie.
1: And like he like basically raised his daughter till she was like nine or ten years old, and then was like, You should live with your grandparents for a while. Yeah, she's like, What? Okay.
0: That's what she wanted. Ultimately.
1: Not to like live there. Yeah. Like she was like, I just want to stay here for a while. And he's like, well, you can stay here for a while and I'm going to go back to work. And I just thought that was like uncharacteristic of the guy who was like fiercely protective of his daughter for the beginning of the movie.
0: Yeah, Kevin Hart, man, his his acting chops really showing up when he's talking to his daughter later in the movie and he, the tear ducts come out. And I'm like, damn, this guy's good for Kevin Hart, man. Good for Kevin Hart.
1: Or like the scene where she busts her head open on the playground and ends up at the hospital his wife died at. Yeah. And he's like at that hospital. And they're like, we need you to wait out here, sir. He's like, no, last time you left me to wait out here, my wife was in there and she was okay, and then she died. So let me go see my fucking daughter. And I was like, hell yeah, dude. Get him. Like, yeah. That was a great scene.
0: It was, it was, you know, The more I think it about it, there was movie, lots of... Man. It was a good movie. The only thing I'd say is, I think, for the first i don't know 40 minutes i would say it was a great movie and then and then after that it started to drag until it hit the end and then it picked back up right at the end i think there was some i don't know stuff that didn't hold my attention quite as well in the middle there but overall i'd say it was i'd say it was a really good movie um yeah there was lots of stuff that made me laugh out loud i laughed really hard when in the beginning when Kevin Hart's like changing diapers and he's throwing them through that basketball hoop into the diaper pail. And then the one just shit smears all over. <laughs> Cause when it first shows him doing it, I'm like, how is he not going to get shit smear all over? And then it happens. So I laughed pretty hard. And then when he's, uh, and then when uh he's at the store with a little rel Howery and they're buying stuff and Lil rel Howery's flirting with the cashier and, and Kevin Hart's just pissed at him. He's like, oh, so you're going to buy your diaper ointment, mm-hmm. right? Which is separate from ours, because you're buying that for yourself. <laughs> 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 Howard's like, oh, I do it for my skin, shaving bumps and stuff. I don't know. Like I said, <laughs> I love Lil Rel Howery, So he's great. Cracks me up when he when he does anything just about. So I, I give this man. movie a big old recommend. Personally, what would you give it out of 10?
1: I would give it a like an eight and a half. I liked
0: it. a lot. Whoa, that's that's pretty high, bro.
1: That's a pretty high recommendation for me. I thought it was great.
0: Um, wow. This is kind of like our this is the opposite of our Luca thing, because I'm going to give it a seven. All right. And I'll tell you, I started out, I wrote eight, like in the first 40 minutes, I wrote eight and I was like, dude, I fucking love this movie so far. And then I started losing me. I wrote 7.5 and then I got a little more bored, so I just I ended up giving it a 7. But I'd still recommend it quite a bit. Good movie. It was a good movie and good performances. Good, uh, good stuff all around, I'd say. It's on Netflix, so everybody should have Netflix because it dominates the world. Yeah. Dominates Steven Spielberg Modern even. Alright. And, uh, you know what, Joel? That's This might be a little bit of a shorter one, I think, but that's all we have this week for...
1: Yeah, it's all right.
0: Screen Streets!
1: All right, everyone. Catch you later.
0: Yeah, bye-bye.